Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. Ah, what started over 20 weeks ago, we are now at the last stop. It is the Super Bowl edition of kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Boomer Esiason live from the Super Bowl in Vegas. I'm live from a a damn near tropical Detroit, Boomer, as it's over 60 degrees somehow in February. How are you, buddy? Uh, You know what? I'm doing great. It's been a long week for us here in Vegas, but uh, the weather's starting to turn. It looks like Sunday For part of our show, the Super Bowl today will be outside. The weather should be pretty nice. As we all know, Allegiant Stadium is a dome stadium, so uh, the stadium is going to be great. It's all lit up. The place is buzzing, Mike, without question now. And uh, as we get closer to the Super Bowl, more people come into town, and all that means for us is more traffic and aggravation. I was going to ask you is set the scene because Vegas is created for events like this. They do a great job handling it, but – Super Bowls become global. Like, I mean, how hard is it to get around? I mean, it's got to be a night. It's got to be a bit of a nightmare, no? Yeah, early on, early on, the weather was terrible. Monday and Tuesday, the the weather was really bad. But now it's starting to clear up, and people are yeah. coming to town. The private jets are loading up at Harry Reid Airport, North uh, North Vegas Airport, too. I mean, there's got to be I don't know at least a thousand private jets in town, if not more. I remember the last time I was here and saw something like that, that was for Mayweather Pacquiao, and that was Mm. crazy. So you're talking about a stadium that holds about 65,000 people. Uh, The NFL, I think, is really jacked about being here because everything is basically centrally located. You don't leave the city. You could walk everywhere if you want to go to uh, go wherever you want to go. And and quite frankly, I think there's got to be some thought that maybe this is the place where they always put it. But I doubt that's, that's going to be the case. I, I, I was only going to ask it in that look. I, I think <clears throat> it's clear, you know, Vegas is making a run at being a sports city, not only with the Golden Knights, obviously the Raiders. I know the Oakland A's thing has been hit and miss. The point is, th- this is not going to stop. I don't think it becomes an every year thing. But, Boomer, would you be surprised if we got to a point in the next decade where Vegas was the every other year home of the Super Bowl? I would not be surprised, but really what it's going to come down to is these these cities pay money for this. You know, the NFL, you know, is going to go out and put these Super Bowls up for bid, and and then it comes out of the public uh, coffers in order for the NFL to bring the Super Bowl because one thing that we have seen that I have definitely seen this year is the amount of money that's coming into this town, and that's exactly what this town wants. That's what it's built on. So, right, you know, right. listen, I think I think South Beach and Miami is a great spot. New Orleans is a great spot. Uh, and of course, SoFi Stadium and in Arizona, those those four other cities were great Super Bowl hosts. And, and I think this one's going to do a great job as well. All right. So, Boomer, I want to I want to just go kind of rapid fire. I want to cover some things that are football, some things about your week there, because 
I think the listeners can get a lot out of understanding what being there actually <laughs> is and Radio Row and the chaos of it. And it's, it did start for you, you guys, and it was hilarious. You booked the wrong Randy Moss. Congratulations <laughs> on booking the white Randy Moss. How the hell did that happen? <clears throat> You know, I'm not really sure. Our producer, Al Dukes, uh, gets an email from a PR firm, and he only reads half the email. And half There's the email problem. is, it's a broadcaster. It's a, you know, he's he's into horse racing now, which Al Dukes thought, and Randy Moss, the football player, was into. <laughs> and then Gio wears, was going to wear his Randy Moss jersey uh, the next morning when Randy Moss was supposed to come in, and then we started talking about it, and then we realized that Al did not really go into the email. And then Al blamed the PR company for being fagazi and being kind of like not really telling you which Randy Moss is coming in. And then we had to cancel that. So, yes, and this all happened live on the air, which was amazing. I was, it was good audio. It was enjoyable. Let me ask you this question. Kyle Shanahan, at his media day appearance, <clears throat> was Kyle at happy hour? <clears throat> because that audio was awfully sketchy now. I, I thought he was, man. I thought he was having a good time. But, you know, what was, yeah. what was interesting is about a half an hour prior to getting in front of the entire media scrum, Phil Simms had actually sat down and interviewed him for our Super Bowl Today show airing on Sunday. And Phil said he was fine. He was perfect. So somewhere between Phil and then getting out there in that media scrum, maybe he had a cocktail or two. That's what it sounded like to me. Uh, big time. Now, let me ask you this question. Big storyline this week has been the NFL and the relationship with gambling. Look, it's no secret. The league is in business just like we are with sports books. League taking in hundreds of millions. A ruling came out, and I never knew this. Owners can actually own up to 5% of a sports book, yet players can't pull a slot machine. I mean, but Boomer, how do we have this event in Las Vegas, which is the birthplace of true gambling? We're in business with sports books players can't mess around at all like do we need to kind of update some of these rules or, or well, you feel or like it's a little bit of a you feel like it's a little bit of a double standard because that's what it sounds like okay. so i know bob craft okay. and jerry jones are both involved i think in DraftKings. i think <clears throat> mm -hmm. i think they're owners there so here's the requirements for the players the active players here now can come and they can play blackjack. They can they can do the slots. They can do all of that stuff. They just cannot go into the sports books. So they can they can enjoy all that Vegas has to offer, all that um, you know Atlantic City has to offer, or your closest gaming casino has to offer. They could do that. They just cannot go into the sports book, is okay. what I've been told. So. I'm not going to ask you how you've done at the tables, but I do want to ask, take, take us, you know, for, for the rest of us, the, the, the life of a, a true celebrity. You know, Boomer Esiason arrives in Vegas at the Super Bowl. I mean, do you just snap your fingers and get a table? It's like the scene in Goodfellas. They throw the white sheet down and the lamp and you're right there in front of the stage. Or, or you got to hustle for a, for a reservation like the rest of us. No, yeah, here's the key. I get any table I want because I want to eat at 4.30 in the afternoon because I have to get to bed, and I got to get up by 1.50 in the morning. So right. that's the, the key Walter to getting Math the table House that special. you want. Exactly. <laughs> so, But it, it has been great. I mean, the Wynn Hotel, which is where I have stayed pretty much the, the entire week, mm -hmm. uh, you don't even have to leave the hotel. That's how great it is. And, you know, my room and all the guys' rooms here, I mean, CBS took care of us. They made it easy for us because we're not actually at Radio Row, 
We're at the Blue Wire Studios within uh, the, the Wynn Hotel. So it has been a great week from that respect. But I have to tell you, getting up at 1.50 in the morning in Vegas to be able to do a live show from 3 to 7 here so we're hitting our marks back on the East Coast, that's been a little rough. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that's, that, that'll get to you. Um, you floated something on your New York show, and I wanted to bring it here. <clears throat> and I, I, I was fascinated by it, and I can't tell you you're <clears throat> wrong. Taylor Swift, obviously a big story with the Super Bowl. You had put out, Taylor, You it would be your belief, what, Taylor's people are saying, hey, NFL, um, <clears throat> if we're coming to town from Tokyo, we're helping you. We're raising the profile of your events. So uh, here's an invoice for the flight. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, appearance fee. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Like an appearance fee type of thing. And one of the reasons I say this is because when she first got involved with Travis and they became public and she was going to the games, if you remember, her people were asking the NFL to have their broadcast partners run a 30 to 60 second Iris Tour commercial, if you remember that. And now CBS did not buy into that. I know that NBC did. I believe ESPN did. ABC, ESPN did. And I think Fox did, too. But I think we've kind of stayed away from some of that. But I do believe that her people, without question, would be asking the NFL, hey, look, you know, we're going to bring her in. Uh, we want a suite for her. We need private security for her. And she's coming from Tokyo. And this is a very expensive flight. And if you want her there and you want to show her on TV, then you're going to have to participate in limiting the amount of uh, cost there are to Taylor Swift. And we want to make this as smooth as possible. So I do not doubt for one moment that Taylor Swift's people would be holding up the NFL in a certain way, yes. Uh, I want to bring a football thing to the mix here, and it makes me feel like I can make sense of the world again. The Belichick reports, he actually, according to the reports, rejected the <clears throat> Atlanta job, that it wasn't Raheem Morris over him. Look, we were all, I think we're all surprised Belichick didn't land a job, but if he turned one down, I can somehow make more sense of it. Do you buy those reports? 100% because I've made those reports. I said that he, he, he turned down the job and it made you know national news everywhere around. And one of the reasons why is because he wasn't going to get total control of the building. You know, when you hire a guy like Bill Belichick, this is a Hall of Fame coach, greatest coach of all time. He is just not going to go into a building and be accepting of what's going on in that building. As a matter of fact, I'm sure he sat down with Arthur Blank that first time and said, look, I'd love to coach your team, but, you know, here are the parameters that I would do it under. And these are some of the things that I think a lot of teams don't take care of internally. And therefore, that creates problems externally for whoever is coaching your team. And here are some names. And one of those names happened to be Rich McKay. Now, Rich is a good guy. I don't have anything against him. He was the CEO of the Atlanta Falcons. He's involved in a lot of league issues, especially the competition committee. And I'm sure that he and Bill Belichick had butted heads over the years over some of the things that they were discussing in that entity. So out of all of this, they decide, okay, Bill Belichick's not going to take the job. They're going to go with Raheem Morris, who they know very well. But in the meantime, Rich McKay is going to be moved away from the football side of things. So what does that tell you? That tells you that Bill Belichick definitely had an impact on Arthur Blank, but Arthur Blank wasn't comfortable firing other people that he believes have done a good job for the Atlanta Falcons, and therefore Bill Belichick was not going to take the job. Uh, I want to bring up Suitgate. We all lived it, enjoyed it. It was really a, a great time in our lives. <clears throat> but I, I, you have told me privately, you have something yes. even more, uh, depending on your perspective, uh, more aggressive or egregious plan for the Super Bowl 
uh, from a suit standpoint. Do you care to give us some foreshadowing of what we are going to indulge in on Sunday? Oh, listen, Mike, uh, the word egregious does not aptly apply here. <laughs> I think aggressive could be, yes. So I'm trying to do a suit change because it is a Vegas suit. And most of the uh, performers out here do go through costume changes within their their own performances. So Nate and I, Nate Burleson and I, are trying to figure out how we can do this. Our producer, Drew Kaliski, is totally against this. He wants us in our one suit for like eight hours. So I have a beautiful double-breasted blue tux, uh, tux, uh, tux, uh, not tux. No, not oh a tux. God. It's just uh, double-breasted, and it is a... Uh, it's just a beautiful suit. It's a beautiful suit. Right. And I want to wear it when we go inside. And then I have another outside suit that is going to be very nice. So I'm trying to do a change in the middle of all this. And I'm sure a lot of people out there will either you know, mock me for it or get a kick out of it. But I can't wait to try to do this. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this. It was one of the stranger stories I've seen this week. You, you, you've seen the uh, George Toma, the sod father, the guy who's done the groundskeeping for the first 57 Super Bowls, whatever it is. He's actually out now. We all remember last year was a debacle. The surface was terrible for both players. Uh, you know, he blamed the, the, the pre-existing condition of the field. But, Boomer, do we have any issues with the, the actual field this year? Or are we going to get players on their feet versus on their ass? Well, we do know that the 49ers are not happy with their practice field. And I do no. know that Roger Goodell had to get in there and, you know, tell them, stop complaining. It meets all the requirements. We don't want to hear about anything. You don't need any more excuses. We're here to play the Super Bowl. So go practice, do your thing, and then show up on Sunday. Uh, I have not seen the field up close and personal because it was still outside when we were in Allegiant Stadium. It's one of these trade fields that comes in. I yep. will say this about uh, uh, George Toma. He was a great guy. Our Super Bowl 23 field was the worst ever, and I don't care what he says. So uh, compared to last year's field, which looked like you were playing on a super highway, our field was a quagmire. So I'm not so sure that, you know, they really know what's going on. I think they're just praying that this field turns out to be really good, and hopefully uh, for the defensive linemen in this game, it won't be like it was last year for both the Kansas City Chiefs and the Eagles who were complaining they were slipping. Yeah, and, and again, I mean, there, there was a story this week, you know, there was a, a player poll done. I mean, the NFLPA says that 92% of players want grass over turf. Well, the problem is fans and owners, they want a, at least a building that's capable of being closed off and being indoors because these are now multi-platform, multi-purposed, big business buildings. And the issue, I mean, Boomer, I, I mean, obviously, you're, you're, you're a little bit older than me, but, like, we both come from the same planet where you're like, wait, we're growing grass outside and rolling it indoors like that's outer space level. And this is going to be a thing because players want the grass. I think teams want to provide players with what they want. Well, here's here's what can happen. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how this goes. Because remember, last year, uh, just outside of Phoenix where, where the cards play, they had the college football playoff. And they did this same tray field. And it was a total debacle in, in, in one of the semifinals. Well, so I, I, I just wanted to ask. Well, I'll quickly tell you this, that not every stadium is built to be able to have a tray rolled in like the like Allegiant Stadium has here. And the other yeah. thing I will tell you is that J.J. Uh, Watt told me as a defensive end, an edge rusher, he liked playing on the synthetic grass because he felt quicker. He felt yep. like he was able to get around the tackle quicker. So that's one significant player that was a defensive player of the year that is advocating for the synthetic as opposed to the grass. 
All right, we have got a full Super Bowl preview coming up next segment. We have some props, picks. We will have this thing covered from every angle. We've set the scene. We'll do the business next. Sit tight. It's more kickoff with Boomer Valenti coming at you. Casamigos, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the entire family of Casamigos tequilas. The Reposado, Añejo, Blanco, Cristalino, or the Mezcal. It's Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. And Casamigos Tequila reminds you to please celebrate responsibly.